Hello, everyone. Thank you once again for joining us on our broadcast. We're excited about today's lesson. We're going to be talking about increase God's way. God wants you to increase in every area of your life, spiritually, obviously, physically, where you're in good health, mentally, sound mind, and socially, you know, he said you'd be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, and also financially. God wants you to increase in every area of your life. Now, the reason so many people don't, so many of God's people aren't experiencing increase is because of a scripture that is found in Hosea chapter 4 and verse 6. So if you have your Bibles, why don't you open there and join with me as we read this. And thank you, audience in our studio today for joining with us. Appreciate you being here. What a joy it is to be able to impart into your lives. Hosea chapter 4 and verse 6, the first part of the verse says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Notice it didn't say for a lack of money. It says a lack of knowledge, a lack of knowledge. In other words, knowledge obviously is important. And the knowledge we're talking about here is not so much worldly knowledge, but the knowledge of God's Word, revelation knowledge, knowing what God's Word says about every area of our lives. The message translation reads this way. My people are ruined because they don't know what's right or true. That's a powerful statement. They're ruined. Ruined is defined as doomed, done for, (laughs) uh, finished. It can mean unsuccessful, but it also means to be robbed, to be spoiled, or to be taken from. And if you add that into this, it says, my people are taken from, they are robbed, they're unsuccessful because they don't know what's right or true. So that tells me that if I'm going to experience everything God wants me to have, to enjoy, then I got to know the truth. Yes, sir. Amen. I've got to know the truth. Once again, these people are robbed and spoiled and destroyed because they don't know the truth. Now, Jesus said in John chapter 8 and verse 31 and verse 32, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Everybody say that with me. The truth shall make you free. So obviously, if we want freedom in our lives, freedom from bondage, freedom from sickness and disease, freedom from financial lack, then it's going to take knowing the truth to bring that freedom. We can be free from everything that Satan stands for, free from everything he represents, free from being robbed, free from being spoiled, free from being taken from, free from being unsuccessful, free to be what God says we can be and free to have what God says we can have. You can be free from things and you can be free to enjoy certain things. Amen. So notice once again, the foundation for all of this is the word of God. Why? Because God's word is the source of all truth. So that means that we must allow the word of God to be final authority in every area of our lives. Never allow religious tradition to be final authority. If you do, then you'll never enjoy God's best. In Mark chapter 7 and verse 13, Jesus said that it is men's traditions that make the Word of God of no effect. Isn't that amazing? 
God's Word is designed to be effective in our lives, but Jesus said religious tradition can stop it. That's the reason religious tradition is such an enemy to faith. And you know, I've been preaching the Word now around the world for 45 years, and sometimes the hardest people to reach with truth are religious people. I'm talking about people that are steeped in religious tradition. And some of them, they don't care what the Bible says, they're going to hang on to their tradition. You know, I've been in churches where it was obvious I might as well just been preaching to the wall because that's about the only thing that was receiving was the wall. Everybody else in there was steeped in religious tradition and they didn't want to hear the truth. I remember one of the first places that that happened to me, um, you know, after the service, this guy, he called me a whippersnapper. Uh, that's a good Texas phrase, I guess. Said that young whippersnapper come in here trying to change us and we've been believing this for 50 years. Well, they've been believing the wrong thing. You can believe the wrong thing That's for 50 right. years. Right. Amen. That's you can believe a lie for 50 years. Right. And consequently, you're not going to enjoy God's best. So it's important that we know the truth about every issue of our life. I want to know the truth about healing. I want to know the truth about financial prosperity. I want to know the truth uh, in every area of my life. And once again, God's Word is the source for truth. Hold that Bible up. If you got your Bible at home, hold that up. Put it right in front of your face and say this. This is the source for all truth. This is the source for all truth. Now, if you haven't based your life on this, then it's highly probable you're living on a lie. Thank you for your enthusiasm. If you're not basing your life on this, then you're probably allowing a lie to control you. Wouldn't that be a statement of truth? Yes, sir. Jesus said, thy word, speaking to the Father, thy word is truth. And if you look in your dictionary for the definition of the word truth, highest form of reality that exists. There are other forms of reality, but God's word is the highest form of reality. So you can turn on your evening news and you can hear some reality. You know, if they say, you know, the economy is bad. It's not what we'd like for it to be. It may even get worse. There could be some truth in that. You know, that could be reality. I mean, particularly when you're seeing people lose their jobs, lose their homes, lose their hard-earned savings. So, you know, you could say what they're saying has some fact about it, has some truth in it, has some reality in it, but that's not the highest form of reality. The highest form of reality is my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. That's a higher truth. That's a higher form of reality. And that's the reason I learned back there 45 years ago. And thank God I didn't learn this on my own. It was men like Kenneth Copeland and Kenneth Hagin and Oral Roberts who made statements like that, particularly Brother Copeland. I can hear him saying it over and over and over in those early days when I first began to listen to him. The Word must be first place and final authority. Yes, the Word must be first place and final authority. He said, always look to see what the Word says. Don't believe what everybody else says. Right. Yes, and then, of course, he got this from Smith Wigglesworth who often said, I'm not moved by what I see. 
I'm not moved by what I hear. I'm not moved by what I feel. I'm only moved by what I believe, and I believe the Word of God. Amen. Amen. That's a great way to live. Believing the Word and allowing the Word to be final authority in your life. So, once again, God's Word says that His people are ruined. They're destroyed. They're robbed. They're taken from because of their lack of knowledge. So, if you want knowledge, where do you need to go to? This beautiful book you got in your lap right there. Don't, don't look at this as just a book. Look at it as truth. They meant the foundation for all success, the foundation for all freedom. One of the areas where so many of God's people are lacking in the knowledge of truth is regarding prosperity and increase. And as a result, they've been in bondage to lies. And believe me, for many of them, their biggest problem is they just can't let go of their religious tradition. I remember back in the early days of my ministry, and of course, Carol and I were believing God for everything. You know, I, I shut my business down to go into full-time ministry. My business was deep in debt. We were in debt personally and uh, in the natural. You know, I, I mean, I couldn't make, I was barely making ends meet with my full-time job, you know. And now the Lord said, shut that business down. Go to your bedroom, spare bedroom, guest bedroom. Spend the next three months studying my word. Now, did everybody you know, that knew me agree with that decision? No, they didn't. Not very many at all. Thank God I had a wife that believed in me and believed that I'd heard from God, even though I was just a, you know, few weeks old in the Lord when he told me to do that. Um, You know, and my dad, my, my earthly dad, we'd never had a crossword between us. My dad was my best friend. I loved my dad. Would rather be around my dad than anybody in the world. And for the first time in our lives, when I told him what I was going to do, because he's very proud of me, uh, you know, opening that business at a young age. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, Dad, I, I don't have all the answers. All I know is what God told me to do. And you're just going to have to trust me. You know, and, and I'll never forget the day he drove out of my front yard in our first disagreement. And I walked in the house in tears, went in that bedroom, said, God, how in the world am I supposed to do this? You know, I don't know anything about this. Where am I going to get money to pay my house note? Where am I going to get money to pay the car note? Where am I going to get money to keep the lights on? Where am I going to get money for my babies? You know, they're in diapers and toddlers and all that. And, and where, where's all this money coming from? How am I going to pay all my debts off? And he just said, if you will obey me, I will make things happen for you. I later found out, and that was later in Job 36, 11, if they obey and serve him, they'll spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. So obedience was important. That was the first step. Now, I went in that bedroom for this purpose, to learn the truth. Mm -hmm. Amen. To learn the truth. I didn't go in there just to get sermons. I went in there to learn the truth because I was, you know, I was scripturally illiterate. I didn't know the truth. I didn't know anything about covenant. I didn't know anything about the blessing of God. I certainly didn't know anything about the favor of God, but I went in that bedroom with my Bible and my notebook 
with a quest, a drive on the inside to know the truth. How many of you ever been that way? Where you're hungry for the truth, desperate for the truth. See, that's the reason so many of God's people don't enjoy God's best because they're not desperate for it yet. You know, when, when, when you've been without and you're just barely getting by and you're just existing, you're either going to be satisfied to live that way for the rest of your life, just give up, you know, or you're going to get desperate or fed up as we'd say around here. You get fed up with it and you want answers. Amen. And I realize here's the answers right here in this book. My job is to find them. And once I find them, put them to work, make them final authority. And praise God, I want you to know that as I did that in obedience to God, no, all my debts didn't get covered in a week. You know, we didn't have abundance in our pantry and our refrigerator in a week. In fact, during that time, uh, Oral Roberts offered on his television program a free bumper sticker, big, bright green with black letters, expect a miracle. He said, if you write to him, he'd send it to you for free. I said, Carolyn, we can afford it. Get us one of those. <laughs> so she wrote to Oral Roberts and he sent us back that bumper sticker that expect a miracle. Well, my car didn't have a bumper, so I didn't put it on the car. I put it on the refrigerator. That's what we needed a miracle <laughs> in the refrigerator. You know, and every time we'd walk up to that refrigerator, we'd tap that bumper sticker, expect a miracle. I said, Carolyn, get another one that we can put on the pantry. Get another one that we can, we can put all over the house, you know? And so we had expect a miracle everywhere. And that's what we were believing, you know? And, and uh, I, can't, I can't tell you all the ways that God came through for us. Some of them, uh, most of them, I couldn't have dreamed up in a thousand years, but little by little, say little by little. See, a lot of people give up if it doesn't all happen overnight. Little by little, the finances started coming. Every once in a while, it came in the form of an opportunity to do something. You know, uh, somebody would call me and say, uh, uh, Jerry, you know, I wasn't Brother Jerry yet. Jerry, uh, I, I had an accident in my car and wanted to know if you'd repair it for me. I said, well, I don't have my shop anymore. Uh, well, can you repair it? I said, well, I'd have to do it under my carport. If you don't mind me doing it under my carport, uh, I'll, I'll be happy to do it there. And, you know, and I do the job. It may take a couple of days. Now, let me say this to you. When I did something like that, which took up those eight hours that I would have been spending in the Word that day, I spent eight hours at night. I made up for it. That meant if it was from midnight to eight o'clock the next morning, not one day during that three months that I missed my eight hours in the Word of God. So if I was working on somebody's car, then I, as soon as I got through, I went into that bedroom and got my eight hours in the Word. But, you know, that would help pay the house note or that would help put some groceries on the table. And little by little, God would send different ways for me to uh, receive income. And then some of it just came supernaturally where it wasn't me working with my hands. You know, I mean, how many of you remember the first time God spoke to somebody to give you some money? Wow. And, and you know what it did to me? He knows me (laughs) and he knows my address. When that person knocked on my door and said, uh, Jerry, I know you're studying the Bible and I know you're being obedient to God and I know God's called you. 
And my husband and I were praying and the Lord told us to bring you this. That tell you that was such a boost to my faith. You know, now that didn't happen every day. I wish it had, but it didn't happen every day. But when it did, what a boost to my faith, you know. And then 45 years have come and gone. Dear Lord, prosperity, increase, that's my testimony. God has continued to increase us year after year after year after year. Now, let me tell you this. I'm still searching truth today as I was 45 years ago. Amen. Amen. That that hunger for truth never left. Mm -hmm. You never get to the place where you say, I've arrived now. I don't need to study anymore. I know all the truth. No, you don't. Amen. You don't know all the truth. In fact, Many of you, you know, hear me preach quite often, and sometimes I'll preach on the same subject, like favor. And and how many of you have noticed that been in the, around this ministry for a number of years that I keep coming up with more revelation on favor? Yes, sir. I mean, every time I preach about favor, God's added more insight. Why? Because the Word of God is inexhaustible. So, if you get to the place where you're fed up with lack, and you get to the place where you're fed up we're just barely getting by. Then your next step is get in the word and search for truth. And once you find it, see, God has given us this generation, such wonderful technology, you know, used to, I had to lay out 40 books, you know, to, to find out where that scripture was and find out this one. Now I can carry all that around in my pocket in a cell phone. I mean, if, I, if I'm, you know, thinking of something like uh, favor, for instance, and, I, and I'm looking for a scripture, maybe I forgot where it was, or maybe I never knew it was there. I can go to my Strong's Concordance on my iPhone that fits in my shirt pocket. It'll give me every scripture on that. And then I can just go through my Bible and look them all up. And for me, I highlight them, praise God. And then every time I pass by that page, that jumps out at me. Well, you know, if you want to know what God thinks about prosperity, go to your Strong's Concordance. If you're, you know, just becoming a student of the Bible, go to that Strong's Concordance, look up the word prosper, look up the word prosperity, find every scripture, read them, highlight them, make note of them, write them down, and you're going to learn the truth about prosperity. Amen. Amen. And then once you begin to appropriate them or put them to work, the Bible calls that being a doer of the word, then you're going to find that God will honor you. He will honor your doing the word, your obedience, and your faith. Can you say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a shout in this place. So once again, one of the biggest problems that God's people have, particularly religious people, is they just can't let go of their religious tradition. You know, religious tradition has, has lied to a lot of people and told them that God loves poverty. That the poor we are, the more spiritual we are, or the closer to God we are. That's a lie. You don't know what the truth says? The truth says that poverty, Deuteronomy chapter 28, that poverty is a curse. Say it with me. Poverty is a curse. Now, there is a difference between God loving poverty or God loving the poor man. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Right. God loves the poor man. Yes, sir. 
He's no respecter of persons, but he does not love his poverty. Poverty in the mind of God is a curse. Anybody living in poverty in the mind of God, they're living under a curse. But he doesn't end there. Galatians chapter three, verse 13, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse. Hallelujah. Amen. That's the truth. We've been redeemed from the curse and poverty and lack and want are all under the curse. So if I'm redeemed from the curse, then that means I don't have to live under it anymore. Can you say amen? These are some of the basic truths that I discovered way back there in 1969 that brought me to the place that I'm enjoying today with prosperity and increase. Hallelujah. So if you've got religious tradition regarding prosperity and increase, you know, like the guy said to me one time, uh, brother Jerry, did you take that vow of poverty? (laughs) Are you serious? (laughs) Has your brain become BBs? I mean, did I take a vow of poverty? Why would I want to do that when poverty is a curse? Yes, come on. Well, our pastor says that he took a vow of poverty. That's the reason he's just existing. Come on. That's the reason he's begging you for money. That's right. Huh? And if he was serious about that vow of poverty, why would he even receive an offering anyway? Come on. That's right. Duh. Come on. Amen. That's religious tradition. There's nowhere here where the Bible tells us that we should take a vow of poverty. Come on. No, I took a vow to be a doer of the word. Amen. I took a vow to make the word of God final authority. Yeah. And if it says I have a right to prosper, then I fully intend to prosper. Let me re- wrap up this session with this. Uh, go with me, if you will, to uh, Psalm, uh, let's see, I believe it's Psalm 35, 27. Come on, come on. <clears throat> Psalm 35, yes, sir. verse 27. Breaking in this new Bible here, and the pages are sticking together. Look at verse 27. You at home, underline, highlight this verse. Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified. Underline this part. <laughs> which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Hallelujah. God gets pleasure out of the prosperity of his people. God delights when his people are prospering. I'm that way. I'm the father of two daughters and I delight when they're prospering. I take pleasure in their prosperity. I rejoice when they're successful. That's the way God is. Amen. So when I read that scripture 45 years ago, I lifted both hands and said, God, I'll never make you unhappy again. Hallelujah. (laughs) If this brings joy to you, then I'm going to keep bringing joy to you for the rest of my life. Amen. God wants you to prosper. He wants you to increase. Don't believe a lie anymore. Allow the truth, God's word to be final authority. We'll be back in just a few moments. Did you know that there is no way that you can walk with God, keep His covenant, and not experience financial increase? It's impossible. In this powerful book, Increase God's Way, Jerry Savelle teaches that God wants you to increase. He will show you from the Bible that increase is on the mind of God. 
and will uncover the deceptions that say poverty is a sign of holiness. In God Our Source, a CD series by Jerry Savelle, we discover how to experience God's power to provide, the decisions to make when tests and trials come, the power of expectancy, and more. God is your source, your provider, and has more than enough for you. Don't wait. Call today or visit jerrysavelle.org to request this powerful duo. Increase God's way and God our source. Now is the time to look at God as your source of peace, hope, and prosperity. Praise the Lord. What a joy it has been sharing the Word with you today. And I trust that it's blessed you and inspired you. And I trust it's fired you up to get into the Word of God for yourself and discover the truth. You know, we can just cover so much of this material on these broadcasts, but we have it in a book entitled Increase God's Way, and along with it, four CDs entitled God, Our Source. I'm telling you, you get a hold of these resources, and it has the ability to lead you into the knowledge of the truth, show you how that God wants to be your source, show you how to get in position to receive, shows you the basic principles from God's Word of how you get in position to receive. And I'm telling you, you get these in your home, begin to read and listen to these materials, it is going to bless you. You're going to be glad you ordered it. So all the ordering information is on your screen right now. You can either write to the address or you can call the phone, uh, the number that's there on the screen, or you can log on to our website. Let me encourage you to do it while it's fresh in your thinking. You know, uh, last night before coming into the studio, I picked up this book and I just read through it again. I wrote this a number of years ago and I thought, you know, that Jerry Savelle puts out good material, praise God. That's a good book. Amen. Amen. And it stirred me up reading it and I thought, man, anybody that uh, is, is experiencing financial problems, experiencing debt in their life, needs to get a hold of this and follow the principles. And the great thing is, I've already done your homework for you. I mean, I've looked up all the verses. I've preached it at least an hour on each CD with an audience that was pulling it out of me. So there's a strong anointing there. And I'm telling you, this is something you need in your home. So order your copies today. Thank you for following this ministry. Thank you, those of you that are partners with us. We appreciate that so very much. Your partnership with us helps us to continue to expand and increase and touch the lives of more people all over the world. Our partners are very, very special to us. If you've never become a partner and you'd like to, uh, ask for the partner brochure. Ask for the information. We'll send it to you. We'll show you how you can become a partner with this ministry. And here's the great thing about partnership. I learned this uh, from the Word, and I learned it from experience by being a partner with ministries like Kenneth Copeland and Oral Roberts, Kenneth Hagin, T.L. Osborne, and several others, the people who impacted my life. I became partners with them. I'm still to this day, after 45 years, a partner with Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And I learned this from the Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 1, that when you partner with those that are bringing the Word to you, bringing truth to you, then you become a partaker of their grace. Well, you know, the grace that was on Brother Hagin was this spirit of faith. It's on me. The grace that was on Oral Roberts was this grace for miracles. It's on me. The grace that was on Kenneth Copeland for prosperity and increase, it's on me. 
the grace that's on this ministry, which is the favor of God. When you partner with it, you become a partaker of the same favor that I walk in. Thank you once again for uh, watching. We look forward to sharing with you again next week. So until then, remember this, your faith will overcome the world.